0: what's up everyone welcome to the spiritual gangsters podcast this is a show for all the people who keep it 100% real who've been through life able to turn their pain into purpose for people who've struggled with faith yet keep asking questions and seeking the truth To show for us to share our thoughts experiences and stories and know that we're not alone for all the ogs who see through the world's bs this is the spiritual gangsters what is up everybody welcome back to the spiritual gangsters podcast we have another edition of clown world weekly with myself and my homeboy the ny patriot what's up
1: good morning what up what up
0: I had to think of a new way to introduce you today. Sounds fine. Thank you. Yeah. Homeboy. Homeboy <laughs> works. Homeboy from NYC.
1: There we go. Sounds good. I like that. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so anything new with you? You wanna tell the people before we get going or how's the yeah. website?
1: Coming Website's along? coming along. I was going to drop it on the fourth because I wanted to do two four two four. But <laughs> unfortunately, when I picked that date, I didn't realize uh, how much time I had in between that and realize mm-hmm. I haven't spoken to enough people that are on the site yet for me to feel comfortable enough to you know actually drop it so uh, I think it'll be prolonged until the 17th oh <laughs> very good nice yes. well the thing is too it could even take anywhere from 24 to 72 hours even after I click go live for the site to actually be live oh so I'm, I'm shooting for the 17th and hopefully it appears by the 19th
0: that would be okay hard. cool especially That'll for the
1: numerology hard. and magical reasons
0: exactly Well, as long yeah. as you hit publish on the 17th yeah, I think yeah. You, and then get counts right yes very very good well i hope everyone listening is doing well and we'll just uh get right into it i guess
1: sounds good sounds good right. pull up the uh, slides here mm-hmm. i thought as this one know. was amazing i loved when i saw this
0: oh this story i know okay so basically <laughs> i saw a post on instagram that said that the carbon footprint of homegrown food is greater than conventionally grown food, I guess, farm-wise, right? And I was like, mm, this sounds highly suspicious. Like, really, who believes that? Who believes growing vegetables in your backyard has a greater carbon footprint than a mass like farm? Like, are you serious, right? <laughs> Anyways, so from diving into the articles, this was published January 22nd. It's an internationally done study from the University of Michigan. So once you understand the study, this is just pure example of like lying with statistics or like not lying necessarily, but like formulating a narrative, right? Or supporting a certain narrative and ignoring the rest. So basically, the study found that fruits and vegetables grown in urban farms and gardens have a carbon footprint that is on average six times greater than conventionally grown produce. So they use data from 73 urban farms and gardens in five different countries. And this is the largest published study done to compare the carbon footprints of urban and conventional agriculture. And this was captured during the 2019 growing season. So only one growing season, first of all, something to keep in mind. So urban farms are defined as, um, you know, individual small plot gardens, collective gardens, communal spaces, and of course, conventional farms being, like, large-scale operations. Okay. So, basically, they were testing inputs like infrastructure, so, like, building raised beds where food is actually grown in, pathways between plots, supplies, including compost, fertilizer, weed-blocking fabric, gasoline, machinery, and irrigation water. So, basically, the study is saying that because... This is my, this is my understanding of it because they only captured one season. It really doesn't give a complete picture because usually when you're a small backyard gardener or communal gardener, you're starting your garden like every year or say it's your first year doing it. So you've got to collect the supplies. You're just starting. Whereas like these farm, other large scale farms have been established over years So, like, they're not, you know, building new beds and um, laying pathways and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, so that is weird. Um, And what else I was going to say about it? Oh, yeah, and also, too, they don't include, based on what they defined in the literature, they don't include the cost of transporting the vegetables after. Like, they're only talking about the actual growing part. Like, what it took to grow. So, what about, like, the transport cost? That's the whole point of, like, an urban gar- garden or a backyard garden.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if you want to, like, even get, you know, some of them look at the whole thing with meat is because of the transportation being used to bring the mm-hmm. meat to the supermarkets. Well, how do you think the produce is getting there?
0: Exactly. So, like, it's sort of deceptive, right? Yeah. I, I thought. Basically, is saying here food produced through urban agriculture emitted 0.42 kilograms of carbon dioxide per serving six times higher than 0.07 kilograms of carbon dioxide of conventionally grown produce. Well, is that because the conventional farms grow so much more? Mm. I know they're defining it as per serving, but I wonder about that as well. And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't talk about like, transport after the fact so you're telling me my blueberries from mexico are more environmentally friendly than if i was to go in my backyard and pick from a blueberry bush Um. (laughs) does that make
1: sense well i I mean it depending on how this all is i mean i would even question is, is that telling you that the stuff that's handed to the public to grow shit with actually isn't good maybe I mean, I don't, you know, I really don't know, like, how they got these uh, statistics.
0: Yeah. So another thing to consider. Conventional farms often grow one single crop with the help of pesticides and fertilizers, which most urban gardeners do not use, um, which would be better for the environment. Maybe not a carbon footprint-wise, but overall, health of the soil and whatnot, it's better. Um, And, yeah, so conventional farms result in larger harvests. And reduce carbon footprint when compared to urban farms. Apparently, ridiculous to me. Yeah, I don't the article it. concluded: if you want to make an impact with your urban agriculture, then plant stuff that's traditionally freighted, obviously, and usually grown in a greenhouse. Well, okay, thanks for Captain Obvious. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was silly.
1: The one thing I I did I did get a kick out of this in a in a sense though. I mm-hmm. guess it's kind of, like, in a negative sense. Okay. Um, you know, for me, for my experience, just, I just thought it was funny because I was, like, all these, like, libtards that grow all these, like, small little gardens in, like, shithole Brooklyn and Queens. Right. You know, when they make their own little, like, vegan fuck, you know, you get these libtards that are always pushing these small little things. Yes. And it's, like, if they came across this, it's, like, oh, it's actually worse. Yeah, so, to me, like, like, I oh, felt God. like it was a funny way to actually piss off Morons.
0: That's true, right? Yeah, Yeah. I think, would would they be like, oh, God, I should stop growing in my backyard and just buy all the pesticided
1: products instead? Because they're always showing that shit, like, on the local news. It's like, oh, you know, New Garden, these, you know, and then they interview these people, and it's like, you know, you obviously all voted for Biden. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I just thought it was funny how, like, (laughs) this kind of, like, fucks their fucking whole thing up. It does you know what? You know what? I actually, I saw that. I saw today. I, it's funny how perfect timing. It was probably minutes, literally minutes before I got on here. Um, I saw Randcast, Chris from Randcast. I guess trolling, uh, um, Owen Benjamin. You know the guy with the uh, the bear cult. He calls his people yes. bears, and, uh, you know, that's a term that, that that hairy gay guys use. They call themselves bears. Well, his little yeah. cult, they call themselves bears as well. Yes, they do. You know, grown men calling themselves bears. Uh, he was going on how, uh, you know, I guess he b- busting his balls because I think Owen Benjamin's, I think he might be a vegan, you know, really? and uh, or he's, he's, he, or I don't, if he's not a he's vegan, a if he he's not a, a, if he's, all right, if he's not a vegan. He's mm-hmm. all for the whole climate. Like, he does actually buy into some of the shit with the climate stuff. Really? And he does uh, he does have his own mm-hmm. garden. So Chris from Rancast was saying, like, I-, I guess you and your climate control people are, are-, are actually causing a problem with this. Oh,
0: jeez. I did not realize that. That's very interesting. Actually, so Lisa brought up a good point in the chat and Thrash as well. They're talking about um, carbon emissions here. And Lisa's saying, don't all plants consume carbon dioxide. So more plants consuming more carbon dioxide is what they want removed. That's a really good point, especially from urban spaces, right? So more people grow gardens, the air quality improves in the city. So maybe they just want to keep you sicker. And they're like, just eat the, the flown in pesticided stuff. And don't improve your local like air by growing more plants as well, right? Maybe, maybe more CO2 helps the 5G. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who knows? Okay. All right. I think we're good on that one. Okay. So things are heating up with the idea of uh, a potential World War three on the horizon, right? So this was, I thought, an interesting little thing. Britain apparently wants to train and equip a citizen army for land tax. So last week, senior NATO military chief, uh, Admiral Rob Bauer, said that Britain needs to be on alert and expect the unexpected because anything can happen at any time. Interesting. Uh, UK's defense secretary also warned that we need to be prepared for war. He, he said in a major speech that we're moving from a post-war world to a pre-war world again. And the common threat is apparently Russia. Surprise! Everyone's afraid of Russia again. So I think playing into that like in our North American subconscious or Western subconscious, I would say, you know, Russia is always the bad, the bad boy. Uh, also, too, Germany's defense minister... Recently told a German newspaper, we have to take into account that Vladimir Putin might even attack a NATO country one day. Well, yeah, probably. (laughs) Uh, So then he said, our experts expect a period of five to eight years in which this could be possible. So what are Uh we now? 2024? Yeah. That's around the 2030 mark, right? And also I've heard 2045 is another landmark year if we we make it that far (laughs) at this point who the heck knows uh so okay apparently this is part of why ukraine is like so important because they really want um to focus on russia being like the bad guy in that conflict of course um a number of european countries are also rehearsing for civil emergencies This is a bit alarmist to me, but okay. Exercises involving ordinary citizens as well as the military, which is the term total defense. When your citizenry and your military are on the same page, that's called total defense. So I personally, then when I was writing the notes for this, I was like, oh, okay. This is why the hype with the celebrity bunkers is happening. All to co- coincide and like the release of Leave the World Behind uh, and all this nonsense. Not that it's nonsense, but I think they want our mentality to become very alarmist and fear heightened, right? Talking about war is coming. Oh my God, you need to like actually prep for war, blah, 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 blah. So I think they really I mean, you've want- had
1: Tim Pool pushing that for three, four years already. Well, true, right. Well, and even the whole Q narrative—you gotta be like, you gotta buy my shit, fucking food that's gonna last you a hundred years in case this. <laughs> but don't be alarmed. Yeah. But buy my shit food.
0: Don't be alarmed. I'm not yeah. telling you to scare you.
1: I'm just. Yo, Vice, it. Vice, fucking. Oh, they did a great piece on him. It was so fucking funny. Showing really? his like fear mongering and like showing him saying one thing and then like contradicting yeah, it was hilarious. I, I was like, like "That's vice. great," considering he was vice. I love. How <laughs> they just what shit before. A- yeah, that's another Ooh. thing. Like, yo, this dude's got like a compound. He has an ice skating rink in his backyard. He was never once a liberal. Believe me,
0: he's been mm-hmm. a capitalist
1: his whole existence. I'm sure. He just plays whatever side's making him more money. Oh, for sure, he's a grifter, mm-hmm. definitely.
0: Oh, sorry, I didn't read the whole guy's quote about Ukraine. So this was the, uh, what's his name? General Sir Patrick Sanders. Sorry, I don't remember his title because it's lost higher up in the article. But he said, Ukraine really matters. And it's not just about seizing territory, but about Russia defeating our system and the, our way of life politically, psychologically and symbolically, which may be true. Because, I don't know, what's that guy, Boris, that agent, that Russian agent who, there's videos floating around of him.
1: Oh, I know who you're talking about.
0: Yeah, and he's a former KGB you or see something. the same guy that
1: says if we get a female president, we're done.
0: Basically. In yeah. saying, like, the Russia's whole strategy was to, like, demoralize the West very, very slowly, which is also why Our Lady of Fatima warned about Russia as well in those apparitions. She did. Um, so you know, maybe they have a point here in preparing for war, but I just think the way they're going about it, it's super alarmist. And this made me realize, like, okay, this is why the celebrity bunker thing is being pushed. This is why the hype around the Ukraine war was so pushed and is like so key for them Mm -hmm. to get our psychology on this side of like Russia bad and must preserve like our current, you know, current way of life or whatever.
1: Well, you know, then another thing to think about, too, is, like, how old was that guy's video from? I mean, that was a long time ago, right? Oh, yeah, it was from, like, the 70s or 80s or something. So, I mean, if you think about, I mean, when you have superpowers, two superpowers that are both probably just hungry for domination, I mean, could could it be a grasp just to say within the next 50 to 80 years there might be a war between them anyway? I mean, I mean, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, the possibility of that happening eventually probably will happen. Yes. So, I mean, the guy would have been right or was, you know what I'm saying? Was it was it him actually dropping jewels or was it just a prediction that odds are will probably happen at some point?
0: Yeah, that they just have different ideologies and, you know, they'll probably conflict at some point. I do think, though, there's something to be said for what he was talking about in those videos. Probably most people listening will know which ones we're talking about. But, um, like, for the methods that Russia used, the demoralization and... Um, changing of the culture in America because American culture is not what it was 20 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, by any means, it's very different now. Um, yeah. So I just think this is probably why the Ukraine war was like so important for them to like shift our thinking. Um, and then also too, it made me think of that journalist who was recently killed in Ukraine, Gonzalo Lira. I don't know if if you know him. Okay. Well, he's a, he's a journalist of sorts. I would say he's also just like someone who shared his opinions online. I think he might have also been an author and an actor. Yuri Besmanov, Exactly. Thank you, baby. <laughs> Always
1: apples, baby.
0: That's who we were talking about, the former KGB guy. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, there's this guy, Gonzalo Lira, who is American. I think I believe he's Chilean-American, but an American citizen. He was living abroad in Ukraine recently as early as 2022 maybe earlier than that i'm not sure so he would like share what was going on about the war on his twitter especially in like his social media he basically got arrested by ukraine uh because he was spread what they considered russian propaganda because he was basically giving another opinion on the ukraine conflict um and he was saying in some of his videos that i re-watched recently that Ukraine, the Russians wanted, to, they don't want to annihilate it or demolish it. That's not the point of the conflict. Because they obviously could have done that very quickly. Like, that could have been done in one day. Ukraine bombed, boom, goodbye. Like, hello. That's right. right. I never <laughs> understood
1: with this whole war. I was like, you know, you know how fast and easily that could have been right. done.
0: Right. Because he's saying that's not what they are trying to achieve. What they're trying to achieve is to capture the territory in one piece.
1: They that's what the Russians it. want to do.
0: Yes, because they want to utilize it and they they want it back as part of under their control. He also would call out on his social media the Biden's a relationship with Burisma, like well before most people were talking about it. So I guess, you know, the Ukrainians didn't like that. Yo, he Even Bill ex-
1: Gates has talked about how great of an area Ukraine is. So it, it's a very resourceful region. Yeah, yeah, he says it's really even good, the soil and everything over there. He says it's just a great place to be in. He even said himself to govern. He said the country would be a lot better off due to the spot that it's in if its government wasn't so corrupt.
0: He has even
1: said Ukraine is corrupt as shit. Bill Gates. Wow. That's crazy. I've heard that Ukraine
0: is something like the breadbasket of Europe or something like that because they grow so much wheat and like the soil is so good for growing crops.
1: Uh, This Gonzalo Lira. Sorry, what? That could be very occult. uh, That could be occult symbolism itself, too. The wheat. Yeah, you never know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, right. sorry to interrupt.
0: No, it's fine. That's what that's what you're here for. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this Gonzalo Lira, American journalist, also called out Zelensky being basically a political puppet who was founded by Ukrainian oligarchs and funded as well. So conveniently, in April 2022, he disappeared. He claimed to have been detained by security service of Ukraine. In May 2023, Gonzalo Lira was arrested and charged with producing and publishing material that they considered uh, Russian propaganda, which is illegal under Ukrainian law. He was released on bail and tried to flee the country, um, but he was arrested again for violating his bail conditions. And then just recently died of pneumonia in custody in Ukraine on January 12th this year. And yeah, who is talking about that? 18 days ago. What Wouldn't an American journalist dying in a foreign country be like news?
1: It might. Yeah. It used to be. Uh, yeah, I would think you would have heard about it. But no, of
0: course. So there is some slight coverage on it that I saw briefly. Um, basically, American publications are like, Uh, kremlin shill dies in ukraine or whatever like basically bashing him right and then international coverage is like american journalist dies because he has the wrong opinion (laughs) so like the coverage is vastly different it's actually quite crazy ah but anyways back to the whole british thing wanting to raise a citizen army i just thought it's might be ironic, an ironic twist of fate that you sing. Okay, so the Yuri Bezmanov whatever his name is, KGB guy, detailing the tactics of Russia to demoralize the West and create a weak populace, which a lot of us are. I'm weak sauce, I admit, right? There's people worse than me, for sure. Like Gen Z, okay. But the ironic twist of fate might be that now you have a young population who doesn't give a shit about anything because we're all so jaded, they will just not fight for you. Like You are trying to conscript people or have them be like some citizen volunteer army. They just don't care enough. They'll just be like, whatever. Russia, take us over. I don't care. Can you imagine? Because I think a lot of Gen Z would not do it. And they'd just say, fuck no. Because they're so entitled. Uh, they're just going to be like, I'm nah, not, nah, bro, I'm good. I'm not going to fight for you. Why would I give up my McDonald's and Netflix?
1: The one thing I don't get, though, <laughs> is like, that, I, w- I mean, listen, there's probably millions of things that I have no idea about, but I really would suspect Germany actually being the person who were more of. Per- <laughs> Whatever this guy just said, you said demoralizing. Mm-hmm. My opinion, I would think that'd be more of Germany, not Russia. But I could be wrong. Uh,
0: that Germany has demoralized the West, or that yeah. Germany is
1: demoralized. No, that it's that it's probably. I think that in Italy is huge behind what's actually you know demoralizing the United States. Well, but I mean, maybe Russia is. You know, I've also questioned could Russia even be controlling one of them technically.
0: Oh, I think so, probably. Well, <coughs> I mean, I think Russia just is like the birthplace of Marxism and communism, so. I think that that's like the the motherland of that like ideology, right? So they're you know have spread that throughout the world. Whether they still continue to control certain nations or leaders, I don't know, right? Yeah. But definitely influential for sure.
1: Oh yeah, and I'm not discrediting how you know how how Russia is. I'm just just to me, I would think maybe Germany might be worse.
0: Well, maybe, um, maybe the Marxist ideology having spread to different countries, it might be very strong in Germany mm-hmm. as well, right? So, yeah, that's definitely definitely something. I just thought it's hilarious if, like, the lazy-ass millennials and Gen Z are the ones who save the world in the end just by refusing to fight. Just mass noncompliance. Because, of course, the penalty for not wanting to be conscripted is jail, right? But, like, are you going to jail
1: us all? No, you can't. And so that's what I've said like if everybody just said fuck taxes I mean what could you do about it it's just yeah we just all have to they're gonna lock to everybody up they don't have enough prisons so they're FEMA camps they probably don't exactly. have enough of anything to house all of us exactly so I, I just thought it you're was not funny. gonna have that many handcuffs
0: <laughs> yo for real I don't know they're like the demoralized populace might be our saving grace just be uh, like fuck I'm not fighting for you I don't even know how to work a gun <laughs>
1: Right. Uh, Anyways, you know another nice. thing that uh, and I I would actually believe this probably would stem from most of the people's belief. Mm. Nick said on Facebook. Uh, I'm not sure. Who, I've just noticed that they've been uh, commenting a lot. Um, yes. It's not that the generation. It's not that the generation won't mm. fight for the country. They don't want to fight for corrupt ass government world police. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I for think sure. that could be like an actual big influence for both. Both sides in a sense. Even though like I hate to say it, I I mean I I may sound fucked up, but yo, I swear, like the right, they're just they want to see death right now. They they they're dying to see shit happen. Yeah. They're always like they like they're they're always making these these posts like like they're waiting for confrontation because they want to have an excuse to kill someone. Yeah. It's like actually bizarre in a sense. Yeah. It
0: is. Well, and that's, you know, it is a stereotype of, of the right leaning
1: ideology to be warmongering again this is only going by instagram so
0: well i know what you're saying though it does seem that conservatives are hungry for a war right now as well so yep i know i agree with a lot of the comments like Zerolath in here and what nick said on facebook like yeah i think it's the young generation is much more awake to the corruption of government corporations like they're just not having it. They're like, cool. Well, if you guys want to fight with buttons that push bombs, okay, but like, I'm not doing it.
1: Yeah, that's right? right. I mean, I, I could, I mean, when I was younger, I'm sure I was all for this shit, even though I thought it was weird how, like, again, even mentioned in school, I thought it was weird how, like, happy kids were about this shit. But I right? definitely say for now, because of my belief of how fucked up and corrupt the, the governments are, it's just like, yo, these people are just disposable heroes or disposable mm-hmm. sheep. Like, people are getting killed because of like reasons we'll never know why. Really? Yeah,
0: exactly. But I'm exactly. sure it's
1: not for what's being told to us.
0: And even like so many veterans have spoken out too, right? That like they felt their time in the in the service was a sham. They thought they were fighting for something else. So and many podcasters really have come there. out and said that
1: with the military. Josh, Martin is one. Josh, uh, I know. Like, um, fuck, I can't believe I can't remember his name. My Third Eye podcast, Ghost. Oh, I mean, yeah. e- even Lux, which I know wasn't a lie. One of the few things he didn't lie to me about. I know he was in the military at some point, and he had even said he, he picked up on that shit. Was He's like, this is MK Ultra," You know, and a lot of other people even said when they got into the military, they realized when they got into boot camp, this was all, it wasn't even so much about the physical training that they thought was really all that bad. They realized and picked up on the mental manipulation and that they were just fucking trying to crack your brain. Wow,
0: that's crazy. Yeah, very uncool, right? So, yeah, I just don't know if they're going to get away with, like, that traditional type of war anymore. I really don't think it's possible. Or they're going to run into a lot more difficulty than they think. <laughs> they're <Thrash. laughs> Yeah, always. Why is it always the Punisher skull sticker oh, every time?
1: <laughs> Yo, you know what pisses me off? I mean, I guess it doesn't matter now because I switched to the RSS feed, but like on Apple, even though I've changed it on Spreaker, on yeah. Apple, my logo is still that fucking stupid Punisher.
0: Is it? Oh, oh.
1: God. <laughs> like I've changed the logo probably twice since then, and just for some reason on Apple, it has never changed.
0: So, but to be fair, you probably don't have a spare tire cover with the skull on it. No. Okay, so no. you didn't go that far. No.
1: <laughs> Even when I had a Jeep with a spare tire on it, on the back, I never put it in there. There you go. And never that's owned amazing. a bumper sticker, no.
0: Oh, my God. That's so funny. Okay. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see if, uh, I don't think they can do it. I don't think they'll get away with it. All right. Moving on. Okay. So, this is interesting. Because, okay, I first got wind of this idea from a tweet by Alex Zek. So uh, I'm sure some of you guys are familiar with him. Uh, He's been very outspoken during COVID and whatnot. So Alex Zex, it wasn't his tweet, but he reposted a tweet that was claiming that all the hospitals in Gaza have since been destroyed uh, since the start of the Israeli uh, Hamas conflict. Now that I don't believe is necessarily 100% true. This article that we're pulling information from here was published earlier in the month, a little bit. Uh, I had the exact date. I think like around January 12th or January 13th. And this is from CNN. I have to honestly commend. Normally I would shit on CNN. I have to commend commend the people who were behind this article. At the bottom of it, it says all their names. It was a whole team of photojournalists and writers. They did an excellent job. I have to say, it is so well researched and well written. They give visuals like everything. It's incredible. So if you want to read the whole thing, if you're interested, it is on the CNN website. Um, Just Google the title that you see on the screen, how Gaza's hospitals became battlegrounds. 10 out of 10. Good job, CNN. Honestly, like word. I have to give props where it's due, right? So, basically, the article states that Israel launched its bombardment and ground invasion of the Gaza Strip after the October 7th Hamas terrorist attack. Just to give a little bit of context, 1,200 people were killed in that initial attack, more than 240 hostages taken. In the first two months of war since, at least 17,100 Palestinians have been killed in Israeli attacks In retaliation on the strip Uh, and that's according to the Hamas run Gaza Health Ministry so I mean it might be a biased figure but that's an immense difference at the time of publishing okay which was January 12th there it is that number has now risen to more than 23,400 people in Palestine have been killed at the hands of Israel in retaliation for 1,200 people being killed
1: you know, the one thing I find like really weird with this situation, and I'm gonna say I really don't have a, a side in this situation, right? Does not make a difference to me? And luckily, I guess uh, you know, God bless, I was not born or ever moved over there, so this situation isn't my problem. Luckily. But, but <laughs> I uh, mm-hmm. will say the one thing I find weird, and I I've, I keep seeing it more and more with this war, and it's not something I've noticed before. When you're watching these videos and these pictures, if you happen to see it on the news. They always have tons of bulldozers with them. And you're literally watching the bulldozers. Like they're flattening out stuff, moving shit as the tanks are coming through. It mm-hmm. looks like fucking demolition to me. It is. It really, yeah. For real. It does look yeah. like demolition to me.
0: It's a really good point because some people might not think like why are the bulldozers there, Right. I guess to clear rubble, obviously,
1: but you know, I know to make pads for the tanks and shit. But like to me, it looks like they're already like cleaning everything up and flattening out the ground and
0: moving all this way, rubble. It's right? like,
1: damn, you're cleaning up real quick as soon as you knock this shit down, huh? Exactly. Yeah, right. I, I, you couldn't get town workers to move that fast. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was honestly surprised, like, just to see
0: CNN like call out these figures. They also go on to say that Israel claims that Hamas operates inside and underneath hospitals and is using them for military operations, uh, including command centers, weapons stores, and hiding hostages. Israelis have released footage that they say is evidence of these Hamas operations. But CNN states these videos do not offer any definitive proof, and Hamas has denied such claims. I was shocked to read that from CNN, honestly. I thought they'd be like, proof that Hamas is operating inside hospitals. But no, they honestly are like taking it taking it one fact at a time. Uh, so yes, apparently the IDF, Israel Defense Forces, says it has, does not conduct any targeting on hospitals in the Gaza Strip says Hamas systematically misuses hospitals and medical facilities. Well, that seems to not be true. Seems to be a lie because even in the CNN report, they have satellite images in the article that they say, according to their experts, are consistent with bombing craters that would be from a approximately 2,000-pound bomb right where the hospitals are. So apparently over 14 hospitals have been directly hit. So, like, wow. that's in violation of international law. You're not supposed to attack hospitals. Israel even said that they would not, but they say they need to defend themselves. So, yeah. Um, according to this article here... Doo-doo-doo. Oh, sorry, not according to the article, but I found... More information, that, as an update, the International Court of Justice, which is basically The Hague, if people are more familiar with that, they finally spoke out against the Israel-Palestine conflict. They did not call for a ceasefire, but they stated that measures must be taken to prevent genocide in Gaza immediately. And the International Court of Justice said, it's plausible that the Israeli state is intent upon wiping out an entire people which is a genocide, hence the bulldozers. (laughs) Uh, In such circumstances, they call for the world to respond with an arms embargo and sanctions. Anything less is complicity. Interesting. So, yeah, I I found that very interesting. Prime Minister Netanyahu, of course, said, his country's commitment to international law is unwavering, but we must continue to defend it ourselves. So, so classic, like political doublespeak. Honestly,
1: Ugh. there's a lot of stuff that that guy was doing prior to the war that was a little weird, and I think his own citizens weren't liking it.
0: Yeah, I think his Which government makes was me on like the verge.
1: very shady of that guy.
0: Absolutely, his government was on the verge of being overthrown. Yeah,
1: they, they completely... wanted to make I think I don't know if it was Catholic being Catholic or Christianity. But one of those, or maybe Christianity or whatever. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. one of those, uh, I think they wanted to outlaw.
0: I believe it was Christianity yeah, in yeah. general, which, I mean, Catholicism would fall under that umbrella, of course. Um, yeah, really interesting.
1: <laughs> I just honestly commend CNN for that piece. Good job. I remember making a post when I found out about Netanyahu doing that. And I was like, yo, I was like, "I think that's some shit, the Jewish person being a Nazi now. The, mm. Jew, the Jews, the Nazi now. The, Jew, the Jews, the fascist one now. Ain't right? That's some shit? I think that's what I think. What a
0: saying. twist of fate, right? Whew. Oh,
1: fascist Jew. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's very ironic that, you know, seems to be that they are doing the very thing that they claim to need protection against
1: initially. Well, even from things that probably me, you, and plenty of Lisa and other people have covered topics mm. with, I mean, there's always seems to like uh, somehow goes back to like a Jewish nazi that wasn't so heard of (laughs) you know or some jewish person that was actually promoted or associated with the nazi party so you know what's what's really going on
0: with all that well exactly i mean it seems to be a lot of very blurred lines (laughs) very blurred indeed when it comes to money i don't
1: think it matters at all
0: well exactly right yeah Yeah, a lot of a lot of motivation by money so i don't know we'll see but uh yeah Lots of hospital damage in Gaza, unfortunately. Okay. Oh, sorry. I forgot to tell you to go on with that slide. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, we we can just move on to that one. Perfect. Okay. So, our good friend Donald Trump. Man, like the most pro-Israel president, probably of like all time, pretty much. So, he had a quote (laughs) during his campaign rally in Derry, New Hampshire, which was on January 23rd. Trump said, quote, if you hate America, if you want to abolish Israel, if you don't like our religion, which a lot of them don't, if you sympathize with jihadists, then we don't want you in our country and you are not getting in, end quote. <laughs> I love how he's like, which a lot of them don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, when he said that, I was like, I that typical Trump. He has the, like, yeah. This guy's off the hook. <laughs>
0: Honestly. So I just thought that was very interesting statement. RFK Jr. Is no different. He's very like pro Israel, pro going to war to back them. Uh, I don't think we have
1: any like political person that's like running or in the spotlight that actually isn't tell you the truth. There is one,
0: but I don't know how far he like, I don't know if he's still in the race for candidacy or if he's like running as an independent. I know he's nuts, but Va Shiva, that guy who came out claiming I'm the inventor of email.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: That guy. So he is, he was. I don't know if he still is. Was trying to run for presidency. Um, and he has tweets all day long. Like the first thing I'll do if I'm elected is is um ban funding to Israel. We're no longer fund the Zionist regime. Blah blah blah. Like he's he gets it. And he's, like, That's serious fine. about it now. He'll never probably get
1: elected. Oh, why the fuck we're funding any other country? I mean, I hate to sound like an asshole. But like, like, why?
0: Apparently, Canada funds a whole bunch of stuff, too, that I, a lot of people probably don't know about, so. So,
1: I, don't I just know. don't get all that stuff, but, like. Uh. Or it's like, oh, let's, let's go to war. We're going to fucking tear your country up, and then we're going to give you money to help rebuild it. Like, how about you just don't go over there at all? Yeah. Because we'll then we'll you wouldn't have spent any money on the bombs. And you would have spent any money supposedly fixing that shit up that you're probably not using anyway, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it just sounds like economically, it'd probably just be worth it not doing any of it.
0: Well, like, why get involved in the first place? Honestly, <laughs> the thrash said in the chat that, that Shiva guy has a whole beef with Sam Tripoli. <laughs> Yeah, I'm an anarchist now, but Dr. Shiva is cool. He is, honestly. I thought he was actually nuts at first, but now I keep reading more of his stuff, and I'm like, you have many good points, sir. <laughs> honestly, I'm not, I'm not so anti-Shiva after all. Not that I was ever anti, but you know what I'm saying. Yes. Anyways, back to Mr. Trump saying, you know, if you don't like Israel, you can't come to our country he pledged to implement ideological screenings for immigrants if he is reelected. And I thought maybe this is a precursor to digital ID.
1: With all the influx- Oh, i thought about that. I've thought about that already. Yeah, I think I might have right? even mentioned that. I don't know if it was on here or on some show, but, like, I have wondered about, like, the whole thing with uh, citizenship. Mm-hmm. Somehow, like, either being introduced... To them or us or like in some sort of way how to be able to tell the difference. Or mm-hmm. like I could see them like, you know, if they know who's already a citizen, like you come in and get chipped somehow or get something somehow to show that we already know you're good to go. Yeah. Like if right. they if they wanted to start doing like mass crazy deportations, well, this is your way to prove that you're good to go. So you're safe. I don't know. But I have really wondered about that because of the influx, if they try to come up with some silly situation.
0: Yeah, I always thought that those sorts of more totalitarian measures will be ushered in under the right. I do think that that, my thinking was so far correct in that. If it happens, maybe it won't happen, but... Who knows? But yeah, I thought, okay, maybe that's why Biden is allowing such a mess to occur at the border with all the influx of um, migrants like freely flowing into the United States. Um, because people will be so sick of it that they will demand like a system be put in place. So you want to come to America? You've got to get chipped or have a digital identification of some sort, whatever it may look like. Who knows? Just a theory, you know, mm. just an opinion. Yeah. Moving on. All right. Oh, ha, ha,
1: ha. Okay. So. Oh, you know another, something? Uh, Sorry, real quick. I, I kept what? forgetting, something I actually just wanted to add real quick that I thought was really funny. I was like, this is perfect for clown world. Uh, if there was, I know I was telling you about it earlier today. Um, mm-hmm. I just thought it was funny how um, you know, I posted something on TikTok about this place that I had went to that I covered with Teresa. Which is another mm-hmm. reason I want to bring it up to even promote the show. Yeah. Uh, it, it's up on it's up on the occult rejects. I might actually be taking the live down today or tomorrow, and then people will have to wait till it actually drops. But we covered some Nuwabian, and fucking alien space cargo fucking type cult, and uh, the place was still open in Brooklyn. And I had like taken a picture and posted it on like TikTok. And, like, I think wrote on there, like, this was prior to, like, the cult member ran out at me like a crazy silent- Scientologist. That shit somehow, like, within a few days got, like, 17,000 views. And I, I don't even have that many followers. So, like, it did really well. And then all of a sudden I got a notification that it came down and that it violated TikTok's fucking rules. And it was because of a voting, like, they, whoever complained and ran mm. on the post said that it had to do something with voting and elections. Mm. And I I, I appealed back to it. I said, this is not a voting spot. There is no elections going on over here. This makes zero sense. There isn't even an elections area near here.
0: That's so weird. And I
1: beat it. But, like, that's some real clown shit, because that had to have been somebody who's probably into that shit. And just tried getting it taken down and, like, somehow, like, they thought this voting thing would be, and it worked. But, like, tell me how fucking, that is clownish. That's some clown world shit. Me taking a picture of this building in Brooklyn and you saying that somehow I was, like, trying to interfere with elections and voting. Yeah. How the hell does that video, I mean, the algorithm didn't even realize that was wrong?
0: (laughs) I was thinking the only reason maybe the algorithm would have caught it is because I think in your writing, you said members and they, like, they might, they might've associated members with like a political party. Oh, so that might've been like the one like thing that the automated system, however they do it would have been um, flagged the system or whatever. Right.
1: Uh.
0: Yeah. But it is pure clownish, honestly, like, <laughs> but then you have other material that stays up. You know, that's way more offensive than what you like. What you put up is not offensive at all. I don't know. It's no. very silly to me. Yeah. The, the censorship is on the rise, <laughs> shall we say?
1: Oh, I got a lot of hate and comments on that, too. So I'm sure somebody reported that. crap.
0: I bet you did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. OK, so another. Republican pundit of sorts talk conservative talking head. Tucker Carlson was in the Canadian news recently because he visited here. He came to Canada and he had posted like some hokey video on his social media where he was like, I'm coming to save Canada, liberate Canada, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what is this nonsense, right? Anyways, so he came here to uh, the province of Alberta He had two speaking events. Uh, He spoke to 4,000 people in Calgary and 8,000 in Edmonton. Um, He spent the fall apparently on tour to countries governed by extreme right-wingers, according to this article that I read. (laughs) And yeah, he told Canadians that he was coming to liberate us from Prime Minister Trudeau. Sure, sure, whatever. Um, So he gave some, you know, remarks. He was on stage with other talking heads like Jordan Peterson, of course. I believe the Alberta premier was there. She's a female. She's um, very conservative leaning as well, which I mean, it's cool and everything, I guess, but I don't know. I'm just like, why, why are you here? What is the reason? And really he doesn't give a reason. I I don't think he's selling anything. Maybe he's just promoting like his new. I'm sure of
1: course to have him there.
0: Oh, probably. Yeah. I think. I'm sure. He made um, something off this. Yeah. The uh, entry tickets cost about 200 bucks. Uh, and then hundreds more if you wanted a seat with a catered lunch, which was organized by a small PR firm that has also done events in Canada for uh, George W. Bush, Hillary Clinton, and Michelle Obama. So, I mean, I guess they specialize in like political speaking events or whatever. The funniest thing. <laughs> That came from what I saw of like little clips that people were putting up of his speech was at the end of his appearance in one of the cities. I don't know which one he called out CBC, which is Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. It's like our state funded media publicly funded with tax money. So he called out CBC and he dared them to interview him and air it on TV, which, of course, they would never do that. Tucker also called the Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland, and he said he knew Freeland from when she was a journalist at the Financial Times and says she has unshakable self-esteem no matter how bad or stupid her decisions are, which is also true. That's very well said. Honestly, in every clip on Canadian TV, she looks like she's tweaking, like she's high as a kite. Every time. She's always like fixing her hair like rapidly. She's twitching, like she, this lady cannot sit still. Either that or she has Tourette's and she's trying to hold her dicks.
1: Very uncomfortable. That's like and don't, how, that's don't almost be a
0: public speaker.
1: Yeah, you know, you know what that almost sounds like. It reminds me a lot of uh, Kamala. She can yeah. never not laugh. She always has to laugh. And I think that's the uncomfortability or just I don't know. Because in this times you. where Not for nothing, but, like, when you went back to, like, her originally trying to run against Joe Biden, when she Mm -hmm. even called him a pedophile, basically, (laughs) I mean, she, there was times in her debates where she actually made some sense, and she did not seem stupid. So then again, Mm -hmm. I I really don't understand, like, what her deal is, but she laughs a lot, and I do think it's, like, out of uh, uncomfortability or just a defense mechanism, you know, and just this person is probably... And you know the uncomfortability could be just the fact that <coughs> I'm portraying something I'm not. You know what I'm getting at, of knowing that you're a piece of shit and that you're lying. You yeah, know? that's true. Yeah, Christian
0: Freeland is uh, she's pretty garbage. So yeah, that could very well be it. Maybe she's un- just uncomfortable in herself at the moment because she knows she's doing something probably shitty, <laughs> shitty, you're selling a lie. Right. Um, yeah, so Carlson, uh, Tucker Carlson recently launched the Tucker Carlson Network, TCN, after he was fired from Fox News last year. Um, Politico, which is the article where I pulled this from, uh, Politico asked Tucker if he would be Trump's vice president, which is why some people were saying why he's on this, like, international speaking tour or whatever, is to just garner, like, public opinion in favor and put his face like more in the public eye. Uh and so he didn't answer the question if he would run for vice president. But uh he just said he was off to liberate Canada. Well, you didn't succeed. I'm still Justin Trudeau's still prime minister. So.
1: do <laughs> not <laughs> work too well. Thanks for
0: nothing, Tucker. No, I don't know. But yeah, definitely stirring the pot here here in this country, which uh I don't know. I don't know about Canada. Sometimes, especially with the next story, if you want to change the slide, so you guys know what the MAID program is here. Medically assisted something death. Yeah. <laughs> so I Don't know what the I stands for. I forget. Basically, it's medically assisted suicide. Right. I think so... that's like I think
1: the same thing is getting popular in like some of the state here
0: i'm sure i've seen like this uh, it looks
1: like a tanning bed that basically you go into and die
0: yeah i don't know exactly like how it works if it's like lethal injection or it's like (laughs) uh i don't know some (laughs) denying you air chamber like i don't know yeah good point baby tucker carlson wears his red Kabbalah bracelet exactly yeah it's just i don't know i don't trust any any of them i don't trust them all anyways but yeah back to update on the maid program So there was like a fourth report since MAID has been legalized in Canada. A fourth report on it came out recently. So that's why it's like in the news again as of late. Um, Obviously, the number of Canadians ending their lives through medically assisted death has grown at exponential speeds. And Canada outpaces every other nation in the world for medically assisted death. That is a statistic I am very saddened by. As a Canadian, that's really sad to me. So medically assisted deaths have jumped 31% in Canada over last year. And this is continuing a trend since the practice was legalized in 2016. At first, only for those with serious and incurable illness or disability, according to a federal report. So Health Canada, like I said, they recently came out with their fourth report on medically assisted death since it's been legalized. In the country, in 2022, 13,241 people chose made to assist them in dying. In 2023, so far, so far, what they tallied: 44,958 people have chosen made. From 13,000 to 44,000, the following year. That's insane.
1: That's a jump.
0: <laughs> That's a big jump. And they're also set to expand the criteria to qualify for using MAID from, at first, serious incurable diseases and ailments to now mental health. Mental disorders will now be allowed. And I've heard rumors they also want to expand it to babies up to one year. What? Yep. I've heard that as a rumor, that's not in the article, but I had heard that in the past, that if you as a parent think your child's quality of life will not be, you know, worth it, I guess, because they have some sort of disability, you can just, you can choose to murder your baby, not only in the womb, but out of the womb up to one year. That's fucked, sorry,
1: to yeah, get like vicious. Shit
0: very nazi wow <laughs> very eugenicist right yeah so interesting on canada canada is a death cult it's, it's run by a death cult i will state that on record you can quote me up and down it's true very true yeah i wonder um,
1: uh, something that lisa brought up i wonder like depending on how these these people die i wonder if their body is still usable stuff after the film.
0: oh yes Canada is one of the highest in organ donations as well Doo-doo-doo, which I find interesting wow. guess how much funding <sighs> made receives the number just guess
1: uh, what was it again
0: just guess the number uh, like the, the monetary figure made receives in funding
1: I bet you a couple hundred million.
0: Not okay. So there's a group called Canadian Association of Made Assessors and Providers. They received three point three million.
1: That's still a lot. Well, three point three is thirty three. Oh yeah, holy shit!
0: <laughs> Why it's gotta be that number? Can't just be three million on the dot. Gotta be three point three.
1: What the fuck? Honestly, Tell you, you know what's wild is if you think about it, like. To start that business up, it couldn't, of course, more than $3.3 3 million.
0: I would assume. This is an advocacy group. Okay, so another article That's that very pulled, cheap. Well, another article that I pulled that is older was calling out the federal government choosing a right-to-die advocacy group to help implement medical assistance in dying legislation. So basically they're saying they're letting the foxes guard the hen house. Like, this shouldn't be allowed. It's a conflict of interest, right? So this CMAP group, the Canadian Associati- Association of Maid Assessors and Providers, basically the Grim Reapers of Canada, <laughs> I guess, they get $3.3 million in federal funding. They've been integral in creating um, the MAID Community of Practice. They host an annual conference to discuss emerging issues about the delivery of MAID and they develop guidance materials for healthcare professionals. Um, Yes, Canada also moved from physician-assisted suicide being illegal to now becoming a world leader in organ donation in just the span of six years. Uh, Quebec, which is a province here, has outpaced the Netherlands in per capita deaths by assisted suicide, which is wild to me. 5.1% of deaths are due to MAID in Quebec, Compared to 4.8% in the Netherlands, 2.3% in Belgium, just for some perspective. Um, yeah, so MAID now represents 4.1% of all deaths in Canada.
1: What the fuck?
0: Like, how did this happen 4% so 4%
1: of deaths? hmm
0: That's a, a lot to me. I don't know. It's obviously becoming a popular option. And I think, honestly, the government encourages it. I've seen some kind of, like, propaganda stuff around it, even explaining to kids, like, why this is, like, a compassionate thing to do for people. And I'm like, mm, I don't know, man. Also, too, I do recall, this is just, like, a random story that I thought of. Grade 11 law class. I remember <laughs> being... One of only two students in the class when our teacher was getting us to debate the legality of euthanasia in general. And only myself and one other girl in the whole class was pro life, just logically. That was my conclusion at 16 years old. Everybody else in my class thought this should be legal. So already the mentality is there, I guess, just as a general comment on
1: the Canadian mindset. You know, it's weird. Four percent of deaths in the United States is, is done by strokes. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's like that's a huge chunk. Yeah, I that think. is. No, 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 no. I'm saying for suicide, yeah, for this fucking to thing. To
0: choose assisted suicide. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what I thought was really <laughs> weird? Because I was like, yo, I got to find out the percentage of like, what's four percent of our deaths? What's the actual number? Uh, Well, the well, yeah, for that, the four percent is, um, Shit, I was already leaving it because... Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Strokes, so they're 4.7%. Okay. But But uh, cancer is 17%. Oh, of course, 17 And cancer, 17. you can even get to 69 nine again with the uh, Masonic Arch. And then it's 17% cause of the death. Jeez. That's It's just weird. No, for real, that is weird.
0: Yeah. So the article that I read was asking, like, how did this happen so fast? Um... People point to uh, patients choosing MAID instead of facing long wait times for healthcare. because, you know, as much as Canada has free health care, it's not always cracked up to be. You got to wait a long time for some things, even for like specialist appointments. I've even waited one or two years, which is nuts. OK, it's crazy. Um, also, there's a lack of social services. So instead of funding MAID, could we like maybe, you know, make groceries affordable? maybe or like, you know, I'm just saying crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, It's a little bit nuts, but yeah, in general, the article commented by concluding that physician, physician assisted suicide has become so popular because they put a right to die advocacy group in charge of the program. So I guess they were right for the job after all (laughs) I don't know, man. It's fucked. Help me escape, guys. Who wants to put me up?
1: Isn't it, like, funny also, like, uh, not funny, but it's, like, weird, like, someone like you even said, like, you know, how about we just make, like, groceries, like, you know, cheaper? It's, like, I even feel right now, even with the elections going on, it's, like, the stuff that they're, like, kind of worried about, in a sense, like, still isn't, like, really, uh, it's, like, you know, can, can we just work on, seems to be easier and smaller things that would actually be better for us? Like believe me I, I do think the border is probably a fucking shit show and that mm. needs to be fixed which it's amazing how just raz- razor wire just seems to do it now. So, oh, did gosh. you even need to build that gigantic wall if just some razor wire fixed this? Right? Um but uh <coughs> yeah, can can we get the gas down? Can we get groceries down? Yep. Like honestly, I don't know what Can a we lot can of- we try to go back before COVID cuz that was an excuse. For a lot of companies to fuck us in the ass with the prices and the uh, the amount that you're getting for.
0: Yeah. Um, Think of how many honest, restaurants
1: people go back to that they don't even put out their chips and salsa anymore since then. Oh, we're going to just, just keep eat. going with COVID. You're actually mm. getting fucking less and paying more now.
0: Everywhere. I've seen it at every restaurant I've gone to recently. Portions are smaller. Prices are more expensive. Even ordering pizza. Okay, we order pizza and wings pretty frequently. The price of chicken wings made from the local pizza place where I get it from has increased three, four times over the last year. It's insane. I'm like, what is it? You're just saying like,
1: and like of the, COVID, the excuses you keep
0: increasing. The, the excuse
1: for this shit was because of everything that happened with COVID. Well, that's done and over with. You got bailed out, probably too. You got money. You, how about cheap. you drop your it prices? Mean- but everybody's like, no, we're just gonna stay and rape people now. Right? I don't get
0: it. But honestly. But if, just to comment on like what you were saying quickly.
1: And like you even have on. to admit, not even trying to stick up for Biden, gas has gone down significantly, at least by me. Oh. So like right there now your transportation costs have gotten lower. Drop your fucking prices, but no. They stay mm-hmm. the same. Hmm. Interesting.
0: The well just like to tie it in with the the migration and you know, mass immigration thing going on. What are migrants even able to do here once they arrive? Like life is so unaffordable, even for well-established citizens. What are you even able to do once you get here? I've heard of people leaving Canada to go back to where they came from because life was better. You have like educated Canadian citizens leaving the country to go to second world countries just because their money can go further. I've
1: thought about that myself.
0: I'm like, sign me up for Africa. No, I have literally thought about
1: <laughs> going to a, another country maybe eventually. Yeah. Because honestly. like there's certain area there's certain places that I think would still be unfortunately technically uh techno- you know, tech technology, well, I'm fucking up the word. But That's have enough day. technology to where I would still be happy and not totally in the dark ages. Yeah. Probably have somewhat of actually decent health care that you could live like a king if you had Money just to get by here in the United States.
0: <laughs> I just saw a video yesterday. This guy was saying how much expenses he spends in Bali every month. And if you have like that digital nomad lifestyle where you're kind of able to still, you know, make money, do your thing with an internet
1: connection. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What yeah. else you
0: need? He can live a full beautiful life on sixteen hundred dollars a month. And I was like, yo, what am I doing here? Not that I want to go to Bali. I really don't want to, honestly, but yeah. anyways. What's up, real fake talk show? Fellow Canadian in the house. <laughs> oh Dad. shit. I haven't seen him. I haven't him in a seen him in so long. Holy What's crap. up, dude?
1: Yeah, nice good to, to see, see you, man.
0: Yeah. We're continuing our, our Bash of Canada like for the moment in the next story as well. So I think you already have the slide up. Perfect. Um, so big news. This is actually really cool. So a Canadian court has ruled that Justin Trudeau's government, uh, was not justified when it used its sweeping powers to institute what we call the Emergencies Act. Uh, <laughs> sorry. sorry. No, it's okay. It just popped up in my, my vision. Um, yeah, so that Justin Trudeau's government was basically illegal. They were breaking the law in enacting the Emergencies Act at the infamous Ottawa Truckers Convoy protest. In was it 2022 or 2023? It was 2022. Sorry, I'm in a time warp. Oh my god! Sometimes like these fat past few years is very blurry, right? Uh, the prime minister had deemed the protests illegal and dangerous, which they were not at all. It was basically like the most Canadian protest I've ever seen. Everyone like getting along and like dancing together and just like handing out hot chocolate, feeding homeless people. And then, of course, you'd have like government plants with like a far right flag being like, <laughs> and then the Toronto Star takes a picture of that one guy in the crowd with like some Nazi symbolism flag. And then that's what's posted <laughs> yeah. all over Canadian media. He was probably paid to do that. I was going to say so that he was
1: probably paid to go out there and somebody even knew to take the picture.
0: Totally. Exactly. I think actually it was found out for a fact that the guy taking one of those photos was Trudeau's photographer. So (laughs) it's probably told, look for any extremists you can find. And of course you have people who latch onto those movements anyway, that probably shouldn't be there. But anyway,
1: listen, I think a lot of major orchestrated uh, stuff, even if it was done for a positive sense is going to have some sort of choreographed thing added to it. Regardless if it's to spin it off, make it worse. It's pro that idea, whatever it is. uh, I, I think you see that a lot in a lot of protests. I mean, like, you even get, like, the government or people in the government will even make, you know, they're always blaming the other side. But, like, one thing I think you can both agree on, both sides are both even admitted that there's always, like, plans or there's activists in these things that are, you know, either they're being, you know, uh, supplied by Russia or they're being supplied by the left. But, you know, there's always, you know, who's doing it. But they do always kind of, uh, they do tend to agree on. A lot of protests or things like these do have insurgents in in a sense. (laughs) Yeah, usually, yeah. People, like... So, like, you you always even have to wonder what the fuck was even the intent behind it. Sometimes the original message gets tainted. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Like, it could be in a good way. Very true. Yeah,
0: Yeah. exactly. I know there was that crazy girl. Oh, man, what's her name? I forget right now, but she called herself the Queen of Canada. She's legit nuts. And, like, she was there, so that already is, like, spoiling the whole thing anyways, but... It was pretty amazing to me to see that finally, this guy, Justice Richard Mosley, who's the judge behind the decision, that he uh, called the use of the Emergencies Act unjustified and illegal, which is amazing. Finally, some frigging common sense two years later, like that's nice, Uh, um, and that was like the first time that that Emergencies Act was invoked since it became law in 1988. So basically a a power grab by the Trudeau government was ridiculous. Interestingly, there was a public inquiry February last year that found that the government did act appropriately when invoking the act. But since then, this past year, the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, CCLA, applied for judicial review and the judge ruled that trudeau broke the highest law in the land by invoking the emergencies act he caused crisis by dividing the people no shit and then he violated the charter rights to illegally suppress citizens thank you thank you so by me not being able to go to my son's hockey game because of the friggin' vax pass my kid had to quit hockey for a year because I wasn't allowed to go in the arena and tie his skates for an eight-year-old, nine-year-old. Thank you for acknowledging that, yes, my rights were suppressed. Thank you. That's nice. (laughs) And my kids couldn't go to school without a mask on, so I had to pull them out of school and totally flip my life upside down. But thanks. Thanks for that little tip two
1: years later. I appreciate it. I I mean... (laughs) Yeah, it is kind of like fucked up because it's like wow, you know that really did actually affect my life, like wow. you know what I'm saying. Like you know that that is something I, I never even had to, would ever have had to worry about or I would have thought of being mm-hmm. a problem. But like that actually did affect your life in a sense. Um, oh, and, then to, and then to find then like they're actually coming out and saying oh like oh yeah we fucked up like no shit. Yeah, but it's like the, the crazy thing is well, not crazy, but I find interesting is that like for real, I really do think in the last like year or two there's been a lot of things that I think like just either people hear and they just don't want to acknowledge because then they realize that they fucked up. But Mm -hmm. like, I do think there is kind of like a lot of like, um, yeah, we really did overreact and fucked up that whole situation. And like, you know, Fauci's even denying ever saying that we should use a mask or six feet (laughs) when it's like, dude, you said that like a million times. Yeah. We got lots of clips. You had like two masks on, but I never said you needed to wear them.
0: What the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Trudeau will still say he never forced anyone <laughs> to get jabbed. He'll still say that. It's like, but you told truckers they couldn't, like, cross the border to do their job if they weren't. My dad <laughs> lost his job.
1: I lost my job. Anyways. Jeez. Yo, they, like, even with the NYPD. Yeah. You know, or or, or any of the people, like, in the city. Mm. They were able to come back and, you know, get their jobs. And and yeah. I even think with like retro pay and some shit and it's just like, yo, like I don't know.
0: Well the well the retro pay is I mean it's a nice um gesture. Gesture of apology, I would say.
1: Right? I just do find it very uh, interesting yeah. how there really has been a lot of that.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of regret from a lot of people. There was sure. even
1: like i no lie, there was even somebody in my family, like remember I had said that uh in uh, my family, I'm the only one who. Well, I, me and my brother are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I at one point, our family thought I was the only one who wasn't because <laughs> my brother lied because <laughs> he was afraid of the NYPD. seen Your brother yeah. held that lie for so long. Yo, when he Ooh. told me that shit, I was like, "Yo, you're fucking stupid." I was like, "You couldn't like wrote that on a piece of paper and handed it to me if you were that fucking paranoid." Like Jesus Christ, dude! Right. Like what the yeah. fuck? Somebody. I have a girl who doesn't
0: <laughs> talk to me anymore because I accidentally, like, spilled the beans that she wasn't jabbed to her in-laws, but I thought that they all knew, so it was like, then she was really mad.
1: <laughs> Sorry. But, like, even, like, one of my relatives was, like, Ooh. even saying recently, when they're with everybody else, they're like, you know what, I think Nick was probably actually the right one here. No oh, shit. So like, I, I don't think we probably should have gotten it. Because, like, Mm. even the person in my family that was, like, being very fascist, in my opinion, about it and, Mm -hmm. you know, telling people, listen, that if you don't get it, uh, doesn't even consider it a a risk anymore. So it's like, well, well, what was this all about, demanding people with quarantines, masks, and jabs to see your kid? Right. Like, now now you don't even agree with that, that you did that?
0: Wow. That's big of them to admit, though. Right? It must have been kind of nice to hear that.
1: Yeah, I was impressed. Especially when it was like my aunt saying it to her son. That was the one that was kind of being a dick. She even said to him, I think maybe Nick was right not getting it. You're like, thanks, auntie. Yeah, I was like, (laughs)
0: dang. Wait, wait, wait. Right?
1: was was her favorite though, so. Oh, nice. There we go.
0: (laughs) So just to conclude with the Canadian Emergencies Act story, even though it's been deemed that it was illegally used, by the Trudeau government. Chrystia Freeland, deputy prime minister, says they're going to appeal the decision in federal court. Okay, whatever. And I'm sure nothing will happen to Trudeau or Freeland or any of them. It'll be consequence-free, most likely. Also, interestingly, on social media, there is a little bit of a buzz about the people whose bank accounts were frozen for donating to the trucker convoy, because that happened, that actually happened in, in Canada, People's bank accounts were frozen because they gave like a $25 donation to the truckers for fuel or food or whatever, like insane shit. Okay. There's a a legal movement for them to sue the government now because what they did was illegal, obviously. Um, But that's not being reported in mainstream media. That's only in like certain social media circles that you can join the legal suit if you want hit me up if you need any details i know where <laughs> you can find help so yeah if you want to but i mean this is pretty great i hope it affects trudeau in next year's election big time so yay speaking Thanks. of convoys <laughs> to the next seems to be a trend this is the the best way to protest now is just get a bunch of vehicles And make a convoy so canada kicked it off in 2022 we also have the farmers convoys in europe protesting against farmer sanctions which is great and now texas has one so texas is forming a convoy to stop the illegal immigration so tying it back excuse me to our earlier story um interestingly though (laughs) they are calling well according to this article they're calling themselves god's army which is very Q-esque, in my opinion. Did you see, like, the
1: biker army that went down there? No. So, you know, this is one that I'm, saw. I'm, like, laughing because I'm still thinking about it. I saw it this morning. Yeah. To me, I mean, I, I guess it's great for the spirit, but they were, like, showing people with boats. And I was like, I mean, you got RPGs on there or a cannon. Like, okay, you're, you're driving your boat into the water saying, I guess, fuck immigration, but, like, what are you actually doing just besides using your boat? Like, mm-hmm. I don't see how you sitting in your boat is stopping anything. Like, I'm sorry. it just I thought it was mm-hmm. silly. I was like, what the fuck are you people in your boats doing? Are you going to start shooting motherfuckers? You got cannons, RPG? Like, Because if not, you're not making a fucking difference. You're just wasting gas and advertising you have a boat. Saying That's you're weird. against immigration. Like, you're actually not doing anything. Mm. You're not solving a problem because you have a yeah. boat in the water right now. Yeah, that's weird, honestly. I mean, but you got who- nets, so you're going to start catching them? Like, you're not doing anything. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just Yeah, like, I know. I totally get what you're saying. I mean, at least, really- like, I mean, with the whole biker thing, I guess if you're against the board. I mean, I guess if you have a wall of people, it can look intimidating. I don't know where they actually were. But, I yeah. mean, you know, maybe that. But, I mean, the motherfuckers in boats and waters, it's like, all right, who gives a shit? That's weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I yeah, it's just like when people visual... like driving around with their Trump fucking flags on their boats. Like yeah, yeah, that didn't make just a difference last election. Display? Yeah.
0: <laughs> right? Like yeah. just to show oh. your allegiance. Yeah, the funny thing is though, I'm uh, just I'll just preface, like, you know, I'm not anti-immigration by any means. In North America, PS, all of us are immigrants. All of us here, unless you're indigenous, all of us. Came here at one point, our families, maybe like you yourself did, somebody who's listening. I don't know. Maybe you came as a little kid or as a teen, whatever. My great grandparents came to Canada from Italy first. So, I mean, I wasn't, I'm not naturalized to this land. You know what I mean? Like this, that's the irony of all this protesting. But of course they did so legally, right? They did it through the proper processes and. Whatever, that's, that's the difference, of course.
1: Um, well, the thing is, like, there was less assistance, even if our family did come over here, like, right off of a boat. It's like, if you had no money, you were fucked. Yeah, the story is... Like, <laughs> you had yeah, yeah, good luck. You might last and live, maybe.
0: <laughs> he, he, he always used to tell... I mean, I never met him, but the story goes that he came here when he was a child, and he used to be a shepherd, and that he had, quote-unquote, no scarpooch, no shoes. That's how poor he was, so...
1: Like, you had to, like, have, like, a gig like very fast yeah. with a couple of bucks in your pocket when you got here. You weren't coming here looking for a handout.
0: No, you had to be a hustler or sink or swim, basically. Yeah,
1: you had to like know know a craft, you know, know how to do something.
0: Absolutely. So, I mean, those are stories of the past now because the migration and immigration is very different. Although I would say I actually watched a movie very recently called The Swimmers, I believe it's called. 10 out of 10 highly recommend it's a very good film and it might give you a little bit of a different perspective on people in modern day trying to leave for a better life for themselves. It's a two uh, sisters who are Syrian immigrants and they end up in Germany, but uh, yeah, I would recommend watching it honestly because I thought it was really well done, but back to the Texas convoy. Um, Obviously, what's going on with like this mass migration is suspicious, but we can't blame the individuals who are actually crossing the the border. You know, I mean, I think they have reasons to do so. So,
1: oh, I think they're sold Anyways. like a story too. Some of them
0: that as well. Besides, right? yeah. like understanding,
1: like oh, this is the time to go. I mean, I'm sure a lot of them are doing that too. But
0: and you'll see that in the movie The Swimmers that um, you know what the migrants are told and what they go through is very different than the reality when they arrive. So I yeah.
1: don't know if it was something me and you covered in the past, but wasn't there even though maybe we mentioned it? But there was like I one of us had read something. I know I came across it where I think there was like some. I don't know exactly what countries, but like they were like advertising like free flights. To get you Ooh, here, here. I don't recall. And I was seeing like, that, "Yo, I'm... that is wild." Yeah, that is wild. And then there's that's like, like just know, those... like free deportation. Like, yeah, hey, you want to get the fuck out of here? Sure, we'll take you. Yeah, the I mean, I... that's a whole. We thing. don't want that's you either.
0: <laughs> that's a whole episode in itself. Of who is funding all this? Of course. Yeah, you
1: know. it's like it's like well, who is paying for this? You know, because that's yeah. costing money. Absolutely. Yes, the flights thing. I, I mean, you know, yo, for real, for real, it would be cheaper probably for me to take a flight. And fly over to Mexico and come across the border than it would be for me to get insurance and a new iPhone. Yeah, for real. And that's exactly what I would probably get. Because they're <laughs> handing fine. out iPhones yeah. and they're getting health insurance.
0: I joked about that during like when things were really them. bad here in get Canada. I iPhone. was like, I just need to get to Mexico and cross in through the south. <laughs> <laughs> I can have freedom again.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll mail my fucking, all my ID home walk across the border. Say hey. my name's Jose. <laughs> and I get a fucking iPhone and I get some health insurance. Jeez. Honestly. And then I just never show up to anything and, you know. <laughs> Nuts. But yeah,
0: obviously, large groups of citizens, um, of American citizens are concerned about the mass migration, especially in states that are very affected by it, like Texas. So, Um, people are gathering towards the Southern border to demand action from the Biden administration to fix the wide open flood of illegal migrants. Um, One of the people sort of behind this movement is Pete Chambers. He's one of the coalition commanders and there's a website called take our border back where there's all these like calls to action Um, he said, if this call from the Biden government is neglected, we are determined to sustain ourselves as long as possible and act like soldiers who never forget what is due to our own honor and that of our country. That was written by Chambers on the website. So apparently the multi-state convoy is set to begin on February 3rd, but I mean, I think oh, this past weekend, they were already gathering in Texas, so... Apparently, the convoy will span from Virginia Beach to Eagle Pass, Texas. Um, There's also rallies happening in Arizona and California. And the convoy aims to send a message to local, state, and federal officials to close the border and deport all illegal immigrants and plan to shed light on the open borders policy. Oof. Interesting, though. They did say in their press release That all are welcome to participate in the protest peacefully. So that's the caveat is to please keep the protest peaceful and uphold all constitutional laws of America. (laughs) Yeah. The activists also hope to slow and ultimately stop drug and human trafficking associated with open borders. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. Tensions are rising. But we'll see what happens with the convoy. Hopefully it stays as peaceful as the Canadian one.
1: That was, was pretty remarkable. Do you ever wonder, uh, I mean, I guess we were kind of saying it before with mm. uh, with the chip. But, like, do you ever wonder, like, is this going to be an excuse for something worse to happen? Like, they do toss around, like, oh, God, I hope, like, this isn't even a possibility because I just don't even want to imagine it. But like you mm-hmm. know, what if we do get supposedly some domestic terrorist attack? Sure. Oh, it's fucking because of the border. You know? Yeah, I would. I would not. Because that's be like you know the rights, which is, is a possibility. That is a lot of times like what they're getting at.
0: You know? Yeah. Well, and even um, not even to go as far as false flags, but there are you know many crimes being reported that, unfortunately, the perpetrators are illegal migrants. That's a crisis in Europe as well. A lot of, unfortunately, a lot of crime is done by gangs. Oh, and, then, and know, there is. I'm not or, denying
1: that. I mean, there's definitely plenty of, plenty. Yeah, of crime but that's like you're saying, I States. wouldn't be
0: surprised if they, situate some sort of event, to really blame, the open borders policy, and then like, oh, we need tighter controls, just like 9/11. We need tighter controls. We need to. Uh,
1: I mean, like how be... how
0: much did. Air travel changed because of nine eleven. Oh my god, it's totally different. Ever, so many things changed because of that one very tragic event, right?
1: Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know it would be also be a very good like way for the right to like really shit on the left. I don't know. I just 11, like nine
0: eleven also was under Republican government.
1: And, like, things that I've even thought about recently, I'm like, just because it's not happening here doesn't mean, like, there isn't a lot of wild shit going on pre the year of election again. You know, we do have Ukraine. We do have shit over, in you know, Israel. And it's like, sometimes it's like, you know, do we go from BLM and Antifa to Hamas and the Houthis? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Are we just upscaling actual destruction now? There was a lot of destruction actually going on in this soil, I think, by, like, protesters and just crazy shit going on. And now, like, I feel like it's just upscaled across the pond. Yeah. At around the same timing, though. It's just... Yeah. It's not here on this soil yet. And, like, when is that going to happen?
0: Yes. A good point. I think it's definitely coming to to a head. The only thing that I would worry, too, about this convoy um, happening at the border... Is just the sheer amount of citizens who have guns. I mean, not not to be like the whiny Canadian, but like that's would be something that would concern me that, you know, if tensions rise and people's tempers get hot, they might be quick to start some sort of, you know,
1: armed conflict. You know, I even find it weird is like how I'm like, I mean, it's not the same, but like uh, even the whole Mormon invasion was, Coming in from like Mexico and Canada into the United yeah. States. And they've and that's something Trump has mentioned that believe it or not, we do also have a lot of people coming in through Canada into the United States. Saying that both uh-huh. borders are fucked up. And I'm like, wow, that's exactly how the Mormons came here to, you know, due to a lot of Mormons' beliefs. Not saying that it's true, but
0: Yeah, no, they did. That's yeah, true. those
1: like two of the Nephites and whatever those other ones. I forgot all those names already. It's been a while, but some mm-hmm. came in through Florida and Mexico, the other ones came in through Canada. It's just yeah. like, you know, it's the same shit
0: going on now. Absolutely. Yeah, funny enough, right? Yeah. I like that.
1: Another invasion mm-hmm. into the country.
0: Nah. Crazy stuff. But, yeah. Um, and, of course, uh, Governor Abbott. Is that his name? Te- yeah. Texan oh, governor. Oh, and, and the, the other
1: right? thing, bringing him up. Perfect. And then I'll, and then I'll shut up. And, like, yeah. another thing, it's, like, how, like, sometimes, like, I was saying, that just, just reminds me of then. It's, like, even with history repeating itself, at one point when the Mormons were here, the federal government were like, yo, these motherfuckers got to go. And the Mormons said, fuck you. And the federal government showed up and said, there's too many of them to take a chance and went back home.
0: Right. Well, the Mormons were armed, I believe. Also. Yeah.
1: So it's just like, you know, and we have another state over here bucking, type, telling the federal government, fuck you. <laughs> no, it's just like, you know, why do these just seem like similar, but. Just, you know, I don't know, a little different. It's a sort of similar
0: situation. (laughs) Well, basically, the Biden administration is upset with Texas because they say that they're interfering with federal enforcement of immigration law. But Governor Abbott says that Texas has a right to self-defense against this, what he calls a migrant invasion. And I honestly I really do think that this is going to be tied to digital ID implementation. I really think
1: so. But hopefully not. It's Open. just like I said, it's amazing how just chain link, fence, a couple of containers and razor wire fix the problem. <laughs> Surprise, right? Exactly. Tell you the truth. I'll be totally honest with you. In My honest opinion, I, I would think I, actually from what I've seen, that would definitely deter me for thinking, oh, this is going to be easy. Like, for sure. Me? Wait, let me know when somebody gets through and cuts all that down and then I'll come back. I'm not even trying that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you'll see that if you watch the movie, The Swimmers, you'll see them trying to, you know, navigate barbed wire fences and whatnot. It's, it's pretty crazy, honestly. Um,
1: oh, yeah. shit. You know, what's interesting. And, you know, and then this is to tell you, like, who's to say this isn't, again, just like magic, you know, or smoke and mirrors. The razor wire was placed, placed at a stage park. Feds have no jurisdiction on that. Ooh. So the feds can't even take it down anyway. So, like, again, really? like, it's like, hmm. well, so what are you, like, showing us? It's Uh, just for photo-op? I I don't know. This is not. I did find it interesting when they do show it a lot on the TV. One of the canisters and one of the the big things that they have there has 33 on it. Oh, come on. 33 and 35. I think 34 is missing. (laughs) Yeah, the containers that have, like, the razor wire on it, like, around the border of the water and shit. One of them has a 33 on it.
0: Mm. Hmm. Very interesting, indeed. All right, I know uh, we're on a bit of a time crunch today, so we have one Sorry, more story I'm right left. My mouth if that's cool. No, it's okay. All right, so last story of the week. This is weird, guys. Okay, <laughs> so the UK police are investigating a virtual gang rape case that occurred in the metaverse. So, an alleged rape happened in the virtual reality metaverse right in which a teenage girl i believe she's 16 her avatar was sexually attacked by a group of strangers online so obviously she is not physically harmed because it's avatars operating and navigating this virtual reality right but she's wearing a headset of course and visually she can see what's going on so there's no physical assault but She argues, and the police also argue with her, that she may have endured emotional and mental trauma, which is comparable to a real-life rape victim. Very interesting. This opens a whole Pandora's box of new issues, I think. And to me, it's sort of like an extension of what maybe our generation might have experienced, like, if you were like me, 13 years old at the school computer lab in a Yahoo chat room. Just like you remember when we, people used to ask like ASL? Yeah. yeah right? Okay. So this is how fucking old we are. Okay. The dial up connection and they're like ASL. Yeah, I remember that it's like shit. a black screen with like neon green, fucking terrible fonts and shit. Anyways, I remember a couple times, like it was like a chat room that I thought was appropriate for me. But a couple times, like, things would go sideways real quick. And you're like, as a young teen girl, you're like, what?
1: And then it was like,
0: ah, like, exit, exit, exit.
1: Oh, I remember. <laughs> even even, <laughs> even for me, there was plenty of rooms where I was like, well, what's going on in here, you motherfuckers are weirdos.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, I feel like this is just an extension <laughs> of, like, that wild, wild west of the internet where... <laughs> North Wander, 14 female USA, (laughs) ASL. There we go. Oh, my God. God, yeah. So I just feel like this is a weird extension of that. And now this is like a totally uncharted territory. The lines of reality are blurred. Like there's no legal precedent precedent for this because uh, sexual assault, In the law in britain is defined as non-consensual physical touching in a sexual manner which i don't think they can prove that here because your avatar is not a physical thing it's a digital thing so are we going to have to start writing digital laws i guess right now the police actually to commend the police they're still investigating the case because um, they argue that people who would perpetrate such an event or crime or inappropriate scenario in a digital universe would be more likely to commit an actual physical crime as well. Fair. I'd say that's a fair assessment. Or do people use digital spaces to enact fucked up fantasies and then not do that in real life, I don't know,
1: yeah
0: maybe for everyone, it's different. It's a weird it's Yeah, a this weird is case. very
1: bizarre, yeah, really bizarre. I thought it was actually very... like that's like even another thing, like like a AI law is gonna start like coming out like crazy and shit, like or like certain like laws on the internet due to AI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, you know, like i we have seen some weird things where. People are like, you know, like sexual shit due to AI, and people actually getting in trouble for it. So,
0: yeah, I think actually there was um, photos that were went a little bit viral of Taylor Swift uh, with her face, but it was not her. Oh, I saw that shit on
1: fucking Instagram like crazy, like Kermit the Frog banging around from the back, or like, oh yeah, all (laughs) sorts of silly shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I thought that shit was funny. Like her, that's like not cool, you know. I don't know. No, I know. It's just like yo, like how the it's just like how how, how did this start? <laughs> like, yeah, this right. Like,
0: yeah. North Wander in the chat makes a good point. There's a lot of age play by weirdos in the game Second Life, for example. Mm. Yeah, this is like it's weird shit. For There's sure. There's somebody
1: I know who uh, even like talks about in this story how they got hooked on Second Life for oh, a while. Oh yeah,
0: you had a guest, I yes, think, one yes, time, I right?
1: Just
0: can't remember, yeah. That's right. Uh, they, well, I, and. Sorry, go ahead and finish.
1: Yeah, and it was just weird. They said that there was definitely a lot of shady, illegal shit going on in there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, like, absolutely. very
1: dark web type shit is being used in those things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, the, the girl who's playing or was participating in the metaverse at the time, she's 16, so she's underage. How about don't let your 16-year-old use a virtual reality headset and go in, in the metaverse? But, I mean, that's a whole other chat. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's messed up. Um, but a lot of people were saying, Oh, sorry, just quick. Let's jump in. There is one more story. I'm so sorry. Totally I totally like, forgot. Oh, I
1: was like, maybe you're cutting that off.
0: No, sorry, I just didn't yeah, okay. <laughs> see it in my notes. Just to tie it into this quick, what I just said about maybe don't let your sixteen year old play in the metaverse. Florida House of Representatives has uh is discussing a bill. To ban all social media accounts for kids under 16. Very interesting. I mean, personally, I think that's a positive thing. Having two children myself, I worry about that sort of thing. I mean, they won't be allowed to do that. Sorry, guys. And they already know. They already know. I'm like, nope. Can't have a phone till grade 9, grade 10. No social media till at least 16, I think. At least, um, but I know a lot of their friends that do have stuff already. So you They have YouTube accounts or Instagram accounts, Snapchat. Snapchat is big with young kids. I even know nine-year-olds with Snapchat accounts. What is that about?
1: Sorry, uh, that's dumb. It's dumb. I mean, I I got through. <laughs> I got I was fine up until 16 without social media, and it still wasn't social media at my age.
0: <laughs> well, I think the thing is that now just so many of their peers have it. So it's like,
1: yeah.
0: I also should have it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I get anyway. that. It's like, you know, yeah, my friends got a Nintendo. Thing. I got to get one now or I'm not cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's more, more like younger, that, yeah. that kind of thing. So I commend Florida for taking this step of being like, you know what? Nobody's going to have it. And that makes it more fair for parents too, that you don't feel bad to say no to your kid, right? Or, yeah, maybe, as Bebe says, maybe this is a PSYOP to regulate the internet. Yeah, I guess that's so kind of sure. what I
1: was getting at. Like, I wasn't sure. No, not this, but the uh, AI stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, could that eventually turn into something that's like, oh, all of a sudden now the internet's really got to get, you know, control. It could be. You need, like, to police the internet. You know, exactly. like, oh, you know, we're looking out for AI, but unfortunately you happen to, uh, you know, whatever. Right, Go exactly. against the terms and policies. <laughs>
0: Well, the thing with this bill that, so it got past the House of Representatives. Now it's in the Florida Senate. Even DeSantis, though, is saying it may need to be rewritten because it's too broad. He's like, I don't want this to not be enforceable and fail, basically, or not be like legally able to be upheld. Some of the critics of the bill, of course, are... Uh, This guy named Max Fenning, he's executive director of PRISM, which is an LGBTQ plus organization for young people in South Florida. He's concerned that kids won't be able to access information from communities that they feel they are a part of or curious about, and that it's important for young people to see reflections of themselves represented in media. So basically, he's sad that kids won't be able to see LGBTQ propaganda on social media, basically. Is my take on his comments. But I mean, I get what he's saying. I get it. But
1: maybe they shouldn't. You know what the funny thing is? That. is that if you actually... should they
0: be able to see straight sexual activity online either.
1: If you actually went with the science with this situation, mm-hmm. their research would come back around to telling them that they probably have a mental issue. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and I <laughs> if you know, want to
1: trust the science on this topic.
0: I think that that's why a, par- a big part of why, uh, you know, gender things have been blurred because on young kids, social media, especially TikTok, There's a huge influx of like trans stuff and pronouns, this and pronouns that. And that was like a huge reason for a lot of kids like questioning their identity. Maybe they would not have otherwise. So maybe if you have a kid, don't let them have TikTok, you know. Yo, they're almost- like getting
1: so pro TikTok with commercials around here now. Oh, yo, really? they're even showing like, yo, they're even using it for religious shit. I actually meant to tell you about this. I, I wish I could remember mm. the lady's name, but like there's like some lady who's got like some church somewhere. Or, like she's some nun and she's going on about like how many people she's, you know, reaching now, you know, due to her thing. And it's like, it's just funny I mean- how like, yo, they're using like anything. You know, they've showed, like, grandmas, I think, like, being able to keep up with the times. Thank God, you know, due to TikTok. But, like, you know, now (laughs) they're showing, like, in this, I don't know, it's like, damn, now you're even hitting religion on motherfuckers.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, for sure. I mean, there's even priests and stuff. I follow a few online, and that's the only reason I know about them is because of, like, Instagram and stuff. So. You know, I I thought it was interesting.
1: She does include meditation in her practices.
0: (laughs) Here we go. It's just funny. I don't know. This whole thing is, it, I mean, to me overall, it might be a positive just because, okay. And the thing for the bill, sorry, I know i got to go, is um the addictive quality of social media. It's not the same as when you or I were this age. It's totally different. Yeah. Oh. Like the addictive quality of apps. I know for myself, I have a problem managing my social media time, even as a
1: almost 40 year old, you know, like. Well, remember when these things were like really only still for your computer and not even for yeah. your ba- whatever basic totally phone different. they had then? Yeah, totally it's like yeah, I went on Facebook. Like when I went on my computer, if I stopped at someone's house, maybe if they had a computer, I might go on it. Everyone, like still, yeah. even then, it wasn't like something I lived on.
0: No, you go on my space. You know, it was totally different. Exactly. And I remember I even had Facebook on my phone a long time ago and I deleted it because I was like, this is just a waste of time. <laughs> I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> Bye. Right. But now it's like all encompassing and it's all in the palm of your hand. That's the problem, right? You know, it's so addictive. And the smartphones are totally different than when we had a flip phone and only a desktop, you know. Society's also,
1: I think, been also like made to like die for attention. So these all these apps are a way of you getting attention and ways to
0: exactly. And just yeah, with teenagers it opens a whole door of like comparison game and online bullying Mm. and it's like a huge thing. So if nobody has it, maybe it's better, you know, just to delay it, delay it till you're a little bit more mature. I <laughs> mean, anyways, that's why I don't yeah. use it as much. Right? Yeah.
1: Until I'm for a little sure. bit more mature, I'll go one more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we should maybe just, it should be a maturity test yeah. to see how you can handle <laughs> social media. Even some adults will fail I failed, for I sure. Failed. I failed. <laughs> anyways guys thank you so much that's all we have for this week but uh i really appreciate uh you know you guys in the chat always seeing you um if you like the show please share with a friend you know review the podcast either subscribing on youtube or reviewing it on your you know audio platform wherever you listen really appreciate it and uh thank you as always for
1: joining me oh of course of course And like, uh, like Teresa was saying, hit that like and uh, share button, you know. The show yeah. doesn't cost anything. We don't ask for money. So just uh, a great payment would be to hit that like button and share it.
0: I would appreciate that. Thank you there so you much.
1: Awesome.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great week, and uh, we'll see you next time.
1: Later.